welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org. So let's pray for Phil. Father, I just pray for Phil, Lord. Thank you for the words you have put in his heart, Lord. And I pray, Father, that uh, uh, they will go like an arrow into our hearts this morning, Lord. And find the place in our spirits that will change us, Lord. Father, we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, good morning. Is it? Okay, well, I'm on anyway. That's something. Uh, Well, you can tell it's holiday season, can't you? Lots of people away and things happening. And, of course, I've come back all nice and brown. So you can tell I've been on my holiday and had a great time. So it's good to be here this morning. Um, just a couple of things to catch you up on. One is particularly, if you weren't here last week, we announced uh, a major event that's going to happen in September, and that is that we are going to make Dave Watmore an elder with us. And um, we've been working with Dave for over a year now, and uh, he's been coming into our eldership meetings quite a bit helping us think through, through, through some things. We've also had uh, those guys who have apostolic oversight over us as a church involved in some of those conversations and the prophetic as well, coming in, spending days with us as we've worked towards that. So we feel very confident this is God's leading and God's way. So we want to encourage you that if you are really happy with that or you're not happy with that, please can you email Colin Barron, who is our apostolic oversight um, I think you'll find the, his email in the new sheet. It still should be in there. Please do say one way or the other. It's really important, actually, that you are part of this process. It's not just about us as other elders making that decision. Actually, it's really important you are part of that because he's going to be your elder along with us that are already elders here. So uh, we do encourage you, please do send an email to Colin and just let him know what your thoughts, your feelings on that. And it's just really helpful for us. But we have set a day aside in September to do that. But we're just really helpful to hear what you've got to say. Uh, particularly for Colin. who's uh, I mean, you can email any of the elders as well. But Colin is kind of best because he's kind of outside of kind of general church life here. Um, so it'd be really helpful. So I do want to encourage you to do that. Please uh, make the point. Because most people, if you're happy, probably just say, yeah, I'm happy and do nothing. Those who are perhaps not happy are the ones that are going to write. I want to say, let it be the other way around more. So please. Okay. Right. Well, <clears throat> we aim to finish it. We said we we're going to do short service because we've got children um, kind of in and around. And we want to do that this morning. But I kind of, I was on holiday, as you can see, I've been. And I'm lying on a lilo in the pool. And it's 33 degrees. And I'm lying a cold drink in hand. Cool pool, keeping cool. It was wonderful. And I'm lying there saying, this is the life. And I had this kind of voice come back to me and said, is it? And I'm thinking, well, in my book, yes. It's pretty good. And um, of course, we're fighting over the lilos a bit because there's not enough to go around there with our family. And my four-year-old grandson, who turns out to be a fish in water, just incredible... No, I kind of started off with these kind of floaties on, discarded them as soon as he could, and he's just off, swimming all around. And my wife's on another lilo, 
And he shouts over, Granny, I want the YWO. And Sally looked up and said, What? You want the, li- the YWO? No, Granny, I want the YWO. You want the YWO? No, the YWO. And obviously he didn't get the fact that he was, he was saying YWO instead of Lilo, but he knew what he wanted in his head. And uh, so he had to share them around, which wasn't so great, when you have to then get out of the pool and lie in the baking sun on the sunbed. But it was great. And I mean, what is your most favorite thing? What would you say is this is the life? What would it be for you? That you say, this is it, this is life, this is living. Maybe, like Phil, you could be up a mountain. <laughs> on top of a mountain saying, this is the life. Or Ian running and uh, saying, this is the life. Well, Jesus promised life. And he promised true life. Not what we think life is. Our time here on earth is only momentary doesn't last very long it's gone just like that but Jesus promises more so if you'd like to turn to John chapter 10 John chapter 10 and I'm going to start reading from verse 6 I'm reading from the message you might want to follow it in your version but um, because Jesus tells this story about being a good shepherd. And first four verses, first five verses, he's telling this story, this is it. I'm a good shepherd, this is what I'm like, trying to get them to understand what Jesus himself is like. And then they don't get it. And so in verse 6 he says again, Jesus told this simple story because they had no idea what he was talking about. So he tried again. I'll be explicit then. I am the gate for the sheep. All those others are up to no good. Sheep stealers, every one of them. But the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and come out and find pasture. A thief is only there to steal, kill and destroy. I came so that they have real and eternal life. More and better life than they'd ever dreamed of. Now that's the kind of life I want. Along with my holiday in the sun. I like, so I want real life. And Jesus makes this promise of real life. Now we can get most things these days from Amazon. You can order it and it will be there in 24 hours. Next day delivery, Amazon Prime. If you haven't got it, get it, it's brilliant. <laughs> you can get it from Amazon, virtually anything, but you can't get this. You cannot get life. And the life we live, we live out of a natural thing that already from the moment we're born we have an enemy who's out to kill steal and destroy and that's what happens but Jesus then comes along and says well I'm I'm the good shepherd and what I want to offer you is true life is real life and you can have this life and it's not something you get by ordering it through the internet it's not something you're going to get by being good 
It's not something you can ultimately achieve. It comes as a free gift from God. We can get true life. Now you've probably seen them, the, the, the Land Rover lovers, the off-roaders, who have stickers on the back of their vehicle that says, one life, live it. And for them, that's living it, going off-roading in their 4x4s, ruining all the green lanes, making a mess everywhere. It's not life. Not as Jesus intended it. You see, when we come to Jesus, when we come through that gate and we enter in through Jesus, we enter a life that is, yes, momentarily in the physical here, but it's eternal. We are already entering eternity. The moment we come to Jesus, we've already entered into our eternal life. So what we have here will pass away, yes. And even though God promises life here, the reality is that even in this life, when Jesus promises life, it doesn't promise trouble-free life. Good things, bad things happen to good people doing the right thing at the right time. It still happens. Still comes across that we have troubles. Jesus told us, Paul told us, you will have trouble in this life. It will, but actually in the midst of that, we can still know true life in Jesus. Because actually, he promises, if you read it in a different version to the message I just read, you read it in the King James, you read it in ESV, or you read it in the New Living Translation, he promises this abundant life. So what does that look like? And I guess if I asked you all, you'd all come up with something different. I haven't got time to do that, but you'd all come up with something different about, well, what is an abundant life? For you, what would it be? Is it just knowing the peace of God? Is it knowing true joy? Is it having that assurance of eternal life? Is it just knowing real peace in the midst of difficult circumstances? Is that life? And I think it is. It's all part of it. It's all part of having an abundant life is that there's something within us that transcends our physical circumstances and the things around us that actually carries us through. And Jesus promises this. Now you see, for Jesus to be able to promise this to us and to give it to us, he has to have it himself already. You can't give what you don't have. Using my Amazon illustration, if Amazon haven't got it on their website for you to order, you can't order it. It doesn't exist for them. So you can't have it through them anyway. You might find it somewhere else, but you can't get it from Amazon. You see, the, the devil tries to offer some false true life. You see, he only ever takes of what was God's and he twists it for his own ends. So what he offers you is counterfeit. Jesus offers true life. And he said, I am the way, referring to himself as the good shepherd. I am the truth, and I am the life. So if he is the life, rather than just offering life, he has the power and ability to offer you life. Because he is life, and he already has it. So you can go to Jesus and say, well, I want this abundant life, and I want to know what that is in my own everyday life, no matter or despite my circumstance, I want to live in that place of knowing your abundance in every way. And this is not, I'm not talking about a prosperity thing here, although sometimes God does that as well. 
Because he's, he's concerned about every area of our life. Not just about our spiritual need, but about our physical need as well. And he demonstrated that when he fed thousands. Because he cared about them. And he demonstrated by meeting physical need. And he provided for that. And he wants to provide for you as well in your physical state as well as in your spiritual state. But all of it is wrapped up in this, that Jesus is life and therefore can give you life. And we just have to ask for this abundant life. Also in this passage, if you read it in the other version to what I read it in, it says that his sheep know his voice. And the example is that a shepherd can go to the flock and they know his voice. Now it's very different in the, UK, uh, in the Far East, in the Middle East as it is to the UK, because actually when we, when we see our shepherds, they have a dog and the dog rounds them up and the shepherd kind of whistles to the dog and the dog's doing all that up. Actually in the Middle East, that was never how they shepherded the flocks and still don't. They actually know the master's voice, the shepherd's voice, and they follow. They call and they follow. And they follow. And Jesus used that example as that my sheep know my voice. Have you learned to know the voice of God? Because actually that's one of the secrets and the keys to knowing abundant life is knowing his voice and following what he says. So they could enjoy going in and out because they could recognize his voice. You see, he, he talks about a hired hand and he talks about the, the workers and the one that opens the gate. But Jesus said, I don't just open the gate, I am the gate. And you're coming through me. And the others, he says, come to kill, steal and destroy. So if you think that's, a, that's part of the fence, they're trying to get over the fence to come and get you. And to come and kill and steal and destroy what you have. And rob you even of what God's given you. That's what the enemy wants to do. But God says, I'm going to give you life. I want to give you a full life. I want to give you a meaningful life. And as I look back on my life, and I look back and I've done some amazing things that I would never have dreamt I could have done. Only God. Only because of him. Only because of his life in me by the Holy Spirit. Only because of what Jesus has done have I been able to do some of the things I've been able to do. And I'm so grateful to God for that. I feel very privileged for some of the things that God has involved me in and got me caught up in and given me opportunity because I want to live a life that's full for him. I want to live a life that's full of him. And so my encouragement, this very short talk, is I want to encourage you to get life. I want to encourage you to get this abundant life, to ask God, will you give me this abundant life? I want a taste of this abundant life that you promised. Because that's why he came. There's a purpose in his coming. And it wasn't just to save the world from sin. He could have done that and walked away. He could have said, yep, all your sins are forgiven, and just walk away and leave us to it. He never done that. He said, no, I want to fill your life. I want to fill every area of your life. And I want you to have a great, fun-filled, exciting, spirit-filled, peace-filled, joy-filled life in him. And I guess someone like Dan now who spends all his time around dead people, 
I guess actually is what you really want for Roger too, of course, who just goes out to murders all the time. Actually, you want to see some life, don't you? You want to experience life. Because actually, if you're surrounded by death, it brings you down. If you're surrounded by that kind of spirit of death, it brings you down. And it wears you down and it robs you. Actually, we don't have to live with the spirit of death because we have eternal life guaranteed right now right now even beyond the life of this body which will fail there's life because it's found in Jesus because he's the gate and he's the giver and he does it because he has it to give he's got life to give to you and so this morning I want to encourage us to be those whether young or old to get hold of the life God intended for us and to go for it and to live it both in our community as a Christian community but actually out there in the world as well. Because actually people want what we've got. You talk to people and they want what we've got. And while I was away on holiday, I'm going to finish with this. Um, My daughter's sister-in-law became a Christian a couple of years ago and my son-in-law isn't a Christian and it's his sister and he said I know he's been to church and he's heard the gospel and all the rest I said there's one thing I can definitely say about my sister she is totally changed she is totally different she is so much happier she has so much more peace she's so much calmer with the kids everything about her has completely changed People notice the difference when we've got some life and when we're living the life God intended us to live. Because actually that's what it's down to. God intends us to live this abundant life. It's not just on offer to us and we take it at choice. Actually God's saying, no, I'll come to give it to you and I want you to have it. And it's almost like if he could force it on us, he would. Because he knows how good it is for us. And he wants us to have it. So I want to encourage us to be those that have and live in and enjoy the abundant life he's got for us. I'm going to finish there.